Uh, this is the nine to five Elon show episode eight flawlessly introduced. Uh, I'm awesome. God of CEO editor in chief of Shack news. Uh, joining me is Adam, a sleepy guy in Japan over there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then we have Tony, a sick sleepy guy in Cincinnati. So here we are. Uh, this is our eighth video episode it is our ninth overall episode does anyone listen to the podcast honestly like on yeah on, i think so audio? i have been getting people dming me questions on twitter so yes no i really people watch us i'm not i i know the metrics people are watching the podcast but do they really listen to it like on the podcast app i'm not sure i don't so know if you are you should watch us because it's 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 a better experience. We we we're here. I'm, yeah, watching is better. Yeah. So even though we do provide an audio podcast, and I, it's it's fine. You're gonna miss out on some things. Like last episode when we were looking at all those dank memes, you're not gonna see the memes in the audio podcast. Uh, true. So it's it's something where I think people need to consider that when when consuming our content. We also had a right. winner of our contest, Watcher XP we won. We did. It was he very received, exciting. He received the the what are they? Matchbox hot wheels? cars. Don't right. say Matchbox. They're hot. They're wheels. Hot Wheels. I got it right. Oh. Straight from Malaysia. Straight from the. Okay. We also included Tesla Fudge stickers and No Planet B stickers. Wow! All kinds of maker art. And Watcher got solar installed on his house this weekend. So very exciting. Yeah, I saw the pictures. That looked really cool. He is very stoked about that, and we are happy for him because he is going to be off the grid soon, hopefully. Uh, at least being able to power his vehicle uh, with the sun. Yeah. Yeah, he's so, definitely not off grid. No. Probably by law, he has to be connected. Grid connected grid. only. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah but it's not. I, I don't know if I don't know if the array he had installed is enough to power his entire house or. It's going to mitigate. I think he said 10 kilowatts. It's pretty big. Yeah. Just on the timing. So, uh, we've done the intro flawlessly. First try. Um, And no edits involved. And then uh, we introduced ourselves. Let's see. What else do we got? Should we just jump into some news? Some general news? Yeah, let's jump in. Okay, let me share my screen with you folks. Bam. Tesla Model S has almost twice the EPA range of the Porsche Taycan. 373 miles versus 201 miles. Putting the Taycan Turbo... Why do they call it a Turbo? <laughs> the Taycan Turbo down here, as you can see, right below the, below the e-tron. Below the leaf. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> That's pretty crazy because the Leaf's only sixty-two kilowatt hour. Let's be honest. Pack. The Leaf's below... actually very, very efficient. The Leaf's very good. I'm just saying, though. Like, think about how much less a Leaf costs, and yeah. it's got better range than this thing. Well, it'll be funny because the Taycan Turbo S will even have worse range. <laughs> it'll be like 190 or something. It's gonna be hysterical. But you can launch 18 times in a row. That's the big selling point. And then have nothing <laughs> yeah so you only have let's see the bmw i3 and the volkswagen e-golf that have lower range expectations 
Audi e-tron slowly above it or lightly, barely above it. Uh, Leaf two twenty six for the price is not bad. Uh, the Jaguar I Pace at two thirty four. Uh, what is this SR Plus? Short range, range. standard. Sorry, standard. Standard, standard range. So that's the low. That's the the cheapest model. That's the base model, unless you get them to remove the stuff. Okay. Subtract five k. What the hell is a Kona? Uh, Hyundai or however you say it. Okay, Hyundai. 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 I guess Hyundai. Okay, and then you have the Chevy Bolt at two fifty nine. Uh, the Model 3 Performance in there at 322. Model X, 328. Performance Model 3 is sitting there at 348. And then 373, the greatest electric. Yeah, I, don't like, I don't like that they don't even include mine. It's so niche. The Long Range 3 is no longer included on graphs like this. So yeah, the long, <coughs> long Range Rear Wheel Drive 3 is not I included like on that they don't include mine. I guess you're, I don't know. And then yeah, this this chart sums it up perfectly. <laughs> Dollar cost per EPA mile. Uh, you're paying seven hundred fifty one dollars per EPA mile for a Taycan Turbo. And yeah, the Bolt might be affordable. The, the standard Model Three is pretty affordable. But even the X or the S, right? You're sitting a third of the price per mile. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Porsche. And I look at the Golf, the Volkswagen Golf. Uh-huh. Like it's shockingly inefficient, but it's still cost per EPA mile. Still puts it in the middle of the pack, so that's gonna be. Yeah. Well, I mean, because 123 miles. If even if you're, yeah, that's per mile. That's definitely gonna be more expensive it's than probably like a, really cheap. Yeah, I, I don't know how. It, given these, given these two data points, how you could look at any of those cars below the leaf and consider getting them, you know, like I, I think the if you're really, if you want the, I don't want to call it a budget vehicle because that implies it's like not good, but I, if you want an affordable electric vehicle, I think the leaf is is a good value uh, compared to the a lot bolts, of these. pretty good value too. Yeah, the bolt too, uh, but then you get GM service. <sighs> I don't know though. I'd still want the Tesla though, just for the software updates, and those cars will still be popular years down the road. Whereas the Bolt mm-hmm. and the Leaf will be like forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, here's. I. I this is a good. Uh, I just saw a little quote. I scrolled down a little bit. Sad depreciating assets. Porsche's CEO, Oliver Bloom, Tony's best buddy, tells somebody, I don't know who people are, that Porsche uh, plan on delivering 20,000 all-electric Taycan globally in 2020. 10,000 contractual orders have already been received and 30,000 pre-orders were received, with each paying 2,500 euros deposit in Europe. Uh, I remember when... Tesla shipping 20,000 cars was scoffed at. Uh, that was, yeah. what, six years ago? <laughs> so this idea that we have a Tesla killer in our midst is just ridiculous. You know, you have Tesla that's going to be pushing half a million cars out the door next year at least. Uh, well, I want to know what happens. This is 2020, and in the summer, the Model S... Uh, with the three motors is coming out. Yeah. And it'll be like 
significantly better than the Taycan? How many cancellations are they going to get? Yeah. Probably a lot. I mean, it might have 500 or 600 miles range. Yeah. The new Model S? Yeah, quite possibly, right? Because yeah. it probably has the same pack as the Roadster. Well, it can't, so. even beat, it can't even beat the current Model S on the spec sheet, so... Maybe it'll maybe it'll be four hundred some miles, but still, it's gonna be double. So I have cheaper. I, this is just because we're talking about competitors. I have an anecdotal story. Uh, I was over at uh, fully promoted the folks who uh, they make our hoodies and stuff, our shirts. I was picking up our Shack News uh, t-shirts, <coughs> and uh, you know, uh, some of them had never seen the Model X before. And we were putting stuff in the car, and I used the Falcon Wing doors and stuff. So they're all, they're all flipping out. They had me. I showed them Smart Summon, like everything, right? Yeah. Uh, and I asked them. I was like, "Yeah, you know." They're like, "Yeah, I heard uh, other competitors are getting into this." I was like, "Yeah, did you guys uh, hear about the Ford Mustang Mach E?" And they're all like, "What?" But meanwhile, <laughs> every single one of them had an opinion on the Cybertruck, yeah. and all of them knew about the Cybertruck. So I just thought that was an interesting anecdotal evidence about brand awareness. And oh, yeah. Yeah. that the Mach-E, even though they had Idris Elba there, didn't seem to have landed anywhere. Like, no one is talking about the Mach-E anymore. Whereas Cybertruck memes continue to proliferate. I was right about that on the last episode, Tony. We were early. We were very early. We were very early in the cyber the Cybertruck meme uh, gold rush. And you know, you you folks were really at this nexus of the baby Yoda and the Cybertruck <laughs> meme. You caught both of these things as they were on yeah. their ascendancy. We're at 120,000 impressions on the baby Yoda meme. So and now it's like that's old hat at this point. You know, know. I've seen baby Nobody Yoda with cares. a gun. I've seen baby Yoda doing all sorts of baby Yoda with white claw. Someone got baby Yoda with white claw tattooed on them. Can you imagine already? Can you imagine that? I like it. That's the most 2019 thing you could ever do. Would you get a baby Yoda white cloth? I would not. That seems like poor decision making. I would not do that. Oh, man. How do I... Can I not look at Forbes without keeping Adblocker on? No, you gotta gotta subscribe. You gotta pay the paywall to see the Forbes articles. On this site. (laughs) I will pause. And it's not like I'm all about blocking ads, uh, but... The ad experience on most websites is terrible in 2019. Uh, and so yeah. it is Forbes. But We've only got a couple more weeks. Maybe 2020 will be better. Bam. Greta is right. A study shows individual lifestyle change boosts systemic climate action. I mean, that seems... Oh, look. I'm glad I unblocked the ads so that this video autoplay could run and I couldn't even... <laughs> that picture is terrifying. What is happening? Yeah, it's like some clown on a... I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, Tony, you had linked this to me. Um, it's just about the, um, the importance of, uh, individuals changing their attitudes. Yeah. Basically the studies found that activists, when they actually do the things that they're hyping, uh, obviously get more credibility. So, so I think they were more likely to support governmental changes and stuff too. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, you're, you're more likely to support policy when when the activists yeah. you're starting to listen to supports policies that uh, actually make a difference. 
Yeah. Climate change communicators' carbon footprints affect their audience's policy support. Yeah, but it kind of shows that they're gaining some traction. Mm -hmm. It's not just uh, the Twitter echo chamber that that stuff's happening in. I mean, if you look at us, we bought a Tesla, and I was like, this is great, but it isn't really enough because it really is running burning coal to operate this thing. So aren't we semi-natural effort in to research and find alternative energy aren't we aren't we basically part coal part natural gas here in ohio uh we are but you can you can pay a company supplying companies to change you over oh really uh, there's a couple different ones we use clean choice out of washington dc but we're 99 percent wind and one percent solar 90 percent wind 99 99 percent wind yep what where's the the power plant like where is uh, that? Where is that being generated? Uh, some of it, most of it's Indiana, but they're. Huh. It's also a credit system, so they're kind of doing some creative math to get. I don't think that I have that choice up here. You've got uh, wind turbines around the lake. Why not? There's like one. You should look into it. I'm into it. Okay. Well. But yeah, this article definitely reminded me of uh, how joining the electric vehicle revolution has really like changed both you and Sara, and you both of you have become more active uh, when it comes to climate change awareness, alternative energy uh, proliferation, like all these different things. And then I think another focus for you has been uh, trying to increase the affordability and figuring out like DIY stuff. Uh, which I think yeah. also goes into the whole sustainability thing. For sure. I mean, the, you know, the Tesla um, repair, I mean, they have to operate to a certain extent, just like a regular dealership has to, right? They have to yeah. be able to cover their costs and provide fixes to things. But I think the more stuff people can do on their own, the better. So, And also, like, you know, there was that, I think for a while, there was that fear that, oh, Tesla's going to go under, and then who will service my vehicle? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying that's the case today. I'm talking like four or five years ago. Yeah. I just remember when I was trying to sell people on Teslas, that was the biggest concern was like, oh, what if they go under? Who's going to service my yeah. car? There's a problem DeLorean ran into. I actually knew a guy in Houston who used to service DeLoreans. Uh, so yeah, it's like these cottage industries end up popping up. Mm-hmm. And then there's that guy who services roads, uh, roadster 1.0 now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's cool to see, uh, how the community is jumping on board to, to make sure that Tesla succeeds and to make sure that it has a long future ahead of it. And yeah. And in doing so, I was talking to a friend yesterday about, it and they're like, it's hard not to look at. Uh, Tesla and Elon and be impressed by what he's doing uh, and the goals that he has. But yeah, I think Tesla symbolizes a lot of the struggle for climate change activists right now. Uh, And yes, it's a company and it's for profit, but they're actually doing something that, you know, helps the air. (laughs) And even, even if you do shift the exhaust pipe, like Elon would say from the car to the power plant that there's a scalability that ends up, you know, decreasing pollution anyway. But yeah, we want 
to move over to alternative energy entirely. Uh, but yeah, while we're still on general news, let's talk about uh, this guy, Scott Galloway from uh, the Pivot Podcast, who's stealing Tony's hot takes. Hey, he shouldn't right? do that. No, no, he's not stealing my hot takes. I tweeted about Scott Galloway, and then Business Insider wrote this article like the next day, and I was like, hey. Oh, so Business Insider is copying you. Business Insider is always out to get me. <laughs> so this jaboofer is Jack Dorsey. He's CEO of Twitter. He's fine. Oh, my God. Really? He's fine? He's fine. What? He's a social media mogul. Social media mogul. Has no idea what he's doing. I don't Dude, know. He... Well, it's kind of a new thing. Um, Twitter's, pretty, Twitter's pretty popular. Is it? I think so. Is it though? But you own Twitter shares, right? Or used to? No, I sold them the day that they banned me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they Sad. banned. Yeah, happy anniversary to my Twitter ban. That's uh, a drag. It happened uh, Thanksgiving. The weekend of Thanksgiving, they banned me on a Wednesday before Thanksgiving because, yeah, let's just get into this before we talk about this crap. Yeah, it was <laughs> Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, the Cavs were playing the Lakers. LeBron almost choked at the free throw line and almost lost to the Cavs, right, who were terrible last year. They're terrible this year. And I tweeted at LeBron James. I used hashtag Lakers. I said, you almost choked the game away at the free throw line. Great job on beating the worst team in the league. And I got banned for that tweet because all these butthurt Laker fans mass reported me and they said I was being violent and threatening to LeBron James because I used the word choke in a, in a tweet. Here's my point. They have no idea what the hell they're doing at Twitter. They don't know how to make money. They don't know how to monetize the platform. They suck at ads. Worst at ads. Like, have you noticed that right around their crappy earnings reports, they just flood your feed with ads to distract you? Like, shareholders, like, for 85 out of 90 days, they don't worry about ads. And then the five days around the earning report, Twitter's just flooded with ads on your feed. And it's, like, stupid. You know, and then the cons here's – here's another one. Promoted yeah. tweets with pre-roll videos so it's like two ads in one it's like you have to watch a pre-roll before you watch the ad who's doing like what moron at twitter thinks this is a good idea like you're already paying to promote the tweet why should there be a pre-roll ad for a promoted tweet doesn't make any sense you know, know, let's defend this guy. This guy's smart. He's a social media mogul. He said, oops, and this platform exploded. This is not some guy that knew what the hell he was doing. It's not. And he claims to be, well, I'm moving to Africa. Whatever. Go to Africa, Jack. Please. Wow. (laughs) How about you ban some white supremacists on your platform? Just once. Once. And then maybe I'll be like, oh, way to go, Jack Dorsey. You're so inspiring. No. He sits there and lets people be racist as hell on his platform. Doesn't do anything about it. There, there are some problems with policing on Twitter. I'll There's give you a that. ton of. I got banned for talking smack to LeBron James, but you can like go out there and say murder Greta, whatever her name is, and you're fine. That's that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something horribly wrong with their platform. There's no reason to act like they're good. They're not. They're just less terrible than Facebook, which is easy. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, 
My name's Scott. This guy's Scott Galloway, a part-time <laughs> going. He's going to Africa, you guys. Uh, and yeah, I I agree with Scott Galloway. It's time to replace Jack Dorsey. I but the thing is, who? Like I don't know if anyone can actually fix this platform. Um, when they went public, does he have a separate class of shares that makes them like impossible to remove? Um, I don't know. That's a good question, Adam. Let me. I will Google that real quick. Uh, let's see. Twitter classes of shares. That's a good question. That's only one class of shares. So in case you're wondering... I don't um, think he's impossible to remove. So he is not impossible to remove. It's not impossible to do a hostile takeover. Uh, they're showing a price-to-earnings ratio comparison, but... <laughs> That's not the problem. Like, the problem is revenue. They're not growing it fast enough based on what they're, you know, they have 330 million users or monthly active users, right? And they have a more stringent definition of monthly active user than uh, Facebook does. But yeah, here you go. The, this, the stock is doing terribly because they're not growing revenue. And he did, which, okay, we can talk about the merits of this. He did something that I think is kind of crazy going into an election year, stating that he's that Twitter will not do political ads. That's awesome. That's fine. But it's like, are you still going to let a politician do permit, promoted tweets? I feel like there's like a gray area here that he's not talking about. Because um, no, I seen, don't think a politician can't do that. They, they so you can no longer do That's a promoted tweet. Okay. No, you can't as a politician. That's a bold move, right? But let's just talk money here for a second. From a shareholder perspective, you have Facebook eating your lunch. You have Google eating your lunch. And they're now going to be able to eat more of your lunch because you're not even competing in the most competitive part of the ad industry. Like, you're an ad company. I, I get it. I think it's admirable. But if you're... if like, I'm glad I'm not a shareholder. Because this company has no idea what they're doing when it comes to making money. Maybe yeah. they know what they're doing when it comes to being a social platform. Maybe it's the best way to share a link on the internet. But there's some serious problems with how the company operates. And that's why when uh, you had, what was it, Salesforce.com? Remember Mark Benioff was going to buy, buy Twitter? And the yeah. shareholders had a revolt and they started selling Salesforce ahead of this? It, was, uh -huh. it's, it shows you. And Salesforce, you know, they actually have a chart of this. Salesforce is not cheap. 131 price-to-earnings ratio. It's actually the most expensive company that they use uh -huh. in this comparison. And sh Salesforce shareholders thought that Twitter was too expensive at $30 or $37. Yeah. That was years ago. So I just I think uh -huh. that Twitter as a company – has some big problems. As a user, I'm a power user. I use it all the time. But I don't give them a dime. You know, I, I'm not giving them a single dollar for my usage. And I think there's a lot of people out there that don't give Twitter any dollar. And then how often do you, how often has a Twitter ad actually converted you, Tony, to do anything? Zero percent of the time. These are bad metrics. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, it's like using a Google product. I don't. I don't even see the ad anymore. 
you just yeah. keep going right past it. Yeah, the yeah, Google promote. Even. Who even clicks on Google promoted search results anymore? Like no one. Yeah, even, they throw a lot of them at the top. It's almost hard to get past them. Oh, and they're really crazy about it. I, mean, I was talking to someone who works there. They like they'll change where the link is placed by like half an inch just to see if it'll affect yeah. click throughs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they actually messed with the algorithm earlier this year with that. My point is they don't know what the hell they're doing at Twitter. So sure, I think replace Jack, but with who? Uh, you know, I, I think uh, the original CEO, Dick Costolo, didn't do a terrible job, but I think that it's almost one of these situations where I don't know if there's anyone uh, out there who can fix Twitter. But yeah, um, I don't know. It might not be fixable, but... I still think the platform's more important than the shareholder value. I know that doesn't make any sense, but how is the play? How's the platform going to survive? If I had three hundred thirty-four thousand shares of it, I'm sure I'd be unhappy too, and I'd want it replaced. But I oh think... yeah, Scott Galloway owns shares of Twitter, and then yeah. Scott Galloway, which we're not mentioning, very very publicly bearish of Elon Musk and Twitter, or sorry, Tesla. Earlier this year, he said, <laughs> "I don't know if Tesla will even survive the year." Yeah, I know. Well, now I said he was wrong. He said he, he, was. Said he was wrong, but my point is, I don't know if Scott Hot Take Galloway is really the guy to listen to when it comes to corporate governance, no, even though he's a he professor. Want, even though he's he a professor of it. Even though he's literally a professor coverage. of corporate governance. I don't necessarily... He's, you know, This was a serious downgrade on the Kara Swisher podcast. You went from Lauren Good and Too Embarrassed to Ask to Professor Galloway and Pivot. And that was a huge downgrade. Lauren's over at Wired now, but I, I'm a big fan of Kara. She's the best part of that podcast. And she doesn't make these, she doesn't do hot takes like that. It, if you read her New York Times opinion piece, I mean, it wasn't just a hot take. I mean, you wrote a letter to the. I get it, but it's it's stupid. Board of directors. Yeah. You, I, but you know what's funny is like, I normally don't agree with them. I actually agree with them here. I'm not a Twitter shareholder, so I have no skin in the game. But I just look at the competitors. Facebook is killing them, and YouTube and Google are destroying Twitter. So I, Twitter, it's at risk of failing. I don't think many people will say that, but Twitter is at risk of failing. I it's like a, Twitter. It's a younger website than Shack News. And they haven't verified us. Uh, but I'm just saying, you know, there's... When Twitter is emailing me, asking me for calls they're in trouble. And that's what's been happening. Twitter marketing, emailing Asif at Techno Sucks, the guy you banned a year ago about promoted tweets and how, how, we, can, how we can figure out how to market better on, uh, with Shaq News and, and Techno Sucks on Twitter. I'm just telling you, they're not... Do you think, how often has Facebook ever reached out <laughs> to anyone to do an ad? Probably a lot if they're Russian. <laughs> that's fair um i don't know but yeah i'm not i'm not against uh getting rid of jack is i guess my my that'll be my bow and tony loves jack i don't love jack i'm just I like tony loves like... jack and he thinks that his stance against his stance allowing white supremacists to post is is a-okay that's no, that's not what I said. Just pol- I, I just said there's policing up. problems. There's issues with the pl- policing on the platform. Okay, well, that's it. We're done with, with that. All right. Go to hell, Jack.
Nine to five Twitter. <laughs> He's going to Africa. I hope he never comes back. No, I don't know. Whatever. That sticky icky is going to space. Uh, <laughs> Futurism.com writes, SpaceX is delivering cannabis to the space station. Okay, this is kind of cool. Uh, has anyone ever used marijuana in space? Is this be a first? No idea. Are they actually going to use it or they're just trying to grow it? Um... Oh, yeah, they're growing it. University of Colorado Boulder's involved. They're checking the impact of it. They're checking the impact of space on. Yeah, they just want to see how plant. it affects the plant. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity. Hopefully, they smoke it once it gets back. Yeah, this is an opportunity to see whether those mutations hold up once brought back to Earth, and if there are commercial applications. So I think someone will smoke the space weed when it comes back to Earth. So outrageous. But it's going to the incubator for 30 days. That is, uh, the click, that is the clickbaitiest article we've ever talked about. What are you talking about? We've talked about Business Insider on here. <laughs> SpaceX is sending weed to space. Hey. That's, so ridiculous. Our viewers want to know. And that's totally an Elon thing. Okay. Um, let's move from general news to regular good old-fashioned Tesla news. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, this, the Gigafactory three, uh, what was it? There's like, this is in China. There, they've had in 2019, they've received about 700 thousand resumes. Yeah, who wouldn't want to work there? Come on, that's a great. That's great. Yeah. So it sounds like people want to work at Tesla in China. Uh, yeah, that's quite exciting. I'm not surprised. No, I mean it's talk about a country that desperately needs electric vehicles to <laughs> to fix their air problem or at least help, and a country that's actually more progressive on alternative energy than the United States. Yeah, you know, all their solar and all their yeah, we're getting all the panels depressing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a. Uh, you know, it, it's it's depressing in one sense, but it's kind of inspiring to hear that Chinese people are that that Tesla is resonating in China. No, no, that's yeah. great. It could have easily been. We don't want that American thing. We'll make our own. Hmm. I mean, yeah, they've already done that, but and I'm sure they'll be stealing designs. But speaking of stupid Americans, oh man, <laughs> you gonna make us watch this? I'm not gonna play the audio, but we're just gonna use it as B-roll while we talk. Oh. So this Jaboofer, who, Adam, you'll remember, when we turned bullish on Tesla at, like, whatever, 20 a share, 26 a share, this guy was like, they're going to zero. And then at 100, what was it? It went to 75 at the launch of the Model S, and this guy's like, it's going to zero. They don't like the balance sheet. Hit 190. He's like, it's, I don't like the balance sheet. It was always, I don't like the balance sheet. I don't like the balance sheet. I don't like the balance sheet, right? That was his refrain. Until a few weeks ago, when the very, very smart and talented Karen Kramer, one of the best traders on Wall Street, convinced her husband to buy her a Model X because she loves it. And he said it was undeniable. The car's just too good. He's like, it was like, it was like watching someone realize uh, that iPod yeah, was good. Yeah. 
you know and like there were a ton of people out there who used to be like i don't like i i don't want ipod i think my my cd player is gonna be just fine my zune is sweet zunes are the best not even zune it was just people were stuck on you know the reason i use the cd to mp3 player because it's like ice cars versus evs he was convinced that you know evs weren't going to make it uh yeah so it's it's we don't give a damn he drives the car and then he's suddenly ultra bullish it's no he had driven the car before He had driven the car before. I just but think not the X. He had not driven the X before. The X is one of the most ridiculous cars ever made, right? Yeah, the windshield's yeah. absurd. The, the the Falcon Wing doors are absurd. The doors that open for the yourself for themselves are mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, autopilot is at a place now where it's yeah. super impressive in demos. Um, I I do think that Tesla's a it, it's. It's a safer bet in 2019 than it was in 2013, but there's still a lot of upside. And I don't think yeah. that this is some sort of like ring the bell, the top is here kind of moment. I do yeah. think this was a huge blow to Tesla Q as he was like the Ronald McDonald of Tesla Q. <laughs> uh, so it's now like, I don't know who their, I don't know who their savior is now. Uh, maybe it's David Einhorn. Uh, but I, huh? Mark Spiegel. Mark Spiegel. That's right. Oh, God. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, in January, he's going to lose a ton of money, so that'll be too bad. Yeah, his, With his option expiration coming up? He's got, I don't know, he said a large number of puts for January. They were long-dated. He bought them like a year or two ago. Yeah, that's a... I guess it's a... It, yeah. There will be a little sell-off, though, probably before January. But it's really no. But it is puts. I I forget uh, the price, but it's like way lower. If it's like way out of the money, those are already worth. Yeah, it's like one eighty. Yeah, is that what it was? I uh, I thought it was around two hundred. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's right. I think it's around that one hundred eighty or something. Yeah, I don't really care. But yeah, he's going to lose a lot of money. It's like almost no risk of it dropping that much. Unless yeah, yeah. Trump just starts nuking China or something. It's yeah. a drag. Okay, well it's a big drag. Here we go. Let's keep For the, the shorts. Let's keep the Tesla train. Yeah. Tesla train confirmed. Uh Tesla cars built in China have been recommended for government subsidies. Report says there's Elon celebrating. I mean that's not, that's just that is such not news to me. I, I know. I think this was already like this just in the people that manipulate everything continue to manipulate everything. <laughs> I hate you uh, know what? When you're a shareholder at Tesla, this is good news. I know yeah, this is good. Uh yeah, just the funny. yeah, Tesla shares rose one point five percent on on the news. Uh so that is good. Uh, wow. Yeah, we can talk about Tesla's year here in a second. But uh, first, let me show you this dank meme. How about this? So, uh, did you guys see the Game Awards? Of course yeah. not. Yeah. You actually did? There's no, a point where Elon, at the end of Grimes' performance, tried to give the only standing ovation. Yeah. But my friend uh, Rami Ismail came up with a pretty good meme here. So it's kind of about foveated <laughs> rendering. Okay. Got to pause it. It's so fast I can't read it. Okay. So, so it's showing his tweet. This is tweet about this is tweet about rendering, and he's looking at it right, and then he's like, "Well, he stands up, and then he can see more." 
That's pretty good, right? That's that's deep. That's a deep cut. <laughs> Not everyone's gonna get that joke. No, no one's gonna get that one, but I like it. Yeah, games only <laughs> render what you look at when you look at it, as the compute load would otherwise be impossibly high. That's foveated rendering, right? I like and that. Then he looks at the tweet and then he smiles and he's like, okay. And then it's like until <laughs> objects <laughs> until observed, objects are probability function, aka Oh, that's good. That's great. I good. like that. Yeah. And then he got Akumi to stand up too, and she's delightful. She uh she used to be the creative director on Ghostwire Tokyo, but has since huh. quit. So that was the dank meme that I had for you guys. It's pretty good, right? That was very dank. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Rami Rami said this tweet cost me an hour of my life. And only 100 people will appreciate the joke. But at least I know how to keyframe scale and position in Premiere Pro. So we salute you, Rami. That was a dank meme. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I have for my prepared uh, articles. We can talk about the firmware. Yeah, Tony, do you have 40.2.1? I do. I do have 40.2.1. I haven't run any stop signs. I oh. haven't really tested anything, so I'm okay. I'm not a subject matter expert at all. Here's but I have watched I, all the videos on Twitter. <laughs> okay, so here's here's what I've been doing. Uh, I, you know, I had a bunch of Shack staff coming to town this week. Uh, Blake was here a little later, so I drove Blake up to the airport on Thursday. I updated the car on Wednesday to forty point two point one, and nice. we used autopilot on the way there. So I have a very silly way to describe the difference in autopilot. Have you ever seen? I'm actually gonna pull up a GIF if I can. Uh, have you ever seen like Fozzie Bear driving? <laughs> yes. You know that GIF? Yeah. I like know this. Yeah, where he's like, duh, duh, duh. Mm, yeah. I feel like they added a little bit of Fozzie Bear to the the way that the car drives. But yeah, here we go. We'll have some B-roll for us. Uh, anyway, like I'm, here's what I mean. Before forty point two point one, the car would just stay in the lane, and then it would adjust, and then it would yeah. stay in the lane, and then it would adjust, and then it would stay in the lane, and it would adjust. You know what I mean, Tony? Yeah. It wasn't fluid. Yes. Yeah. Now it really feels like Fozzie Bear's driving the car. Like he's like. So it's good. Fozzie Bear is a good driver. Fozzie Bear is an excellent driver, is my point. Well, you can see from the clip he's a good driver. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's... I guess my point here is that um, it felt more natural. It, it's more like how a human would drive, you know? Yeah. The way that you stay in a lane is not as robotic as the way Autopilot used to. Other thing I would, I would correct that statement and say it's more like how a good human would drive. Sure, sure. No, no, no. I like Fozzie. Yeah. Definitely right. have family members that adjust it at the last second, like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I mean, though. It's less herky jerky than it used to be, is kind of yeah. my point. Yeah. Uh, and then the other big thing, uh, we can stop the Fozzie video. It's, del- it's delightful, though. Um, this is something I brought up a lot of times. Uh, you know, Ohio has a lot of on-ramps and off-ramps on the highway that don't have dotted lines and don't do a good job of explaining where the lane is. The Model X had been struggling 
with those moments. It would tr- it would think that the it, you know the visualization of the lane would get really wide, so it thought wide. the lane yeah. it thought the lane was wider. So then it would like, oh, I have more comfort. I can go this way. It has since focused on the left side of the lane. Yeah, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, yeah. Of it, you know, on those on those situations. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's materially better than it That's was. A true. Week ago. Also, a lot of people have noticed that when passing a semi, it hugs the left lane a yep. little extra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I really realized. I always felt like I was too close. No it, like it, it was just it, not a comfort level for me when I was going around a truck. It's part of the Fozzie Bear tech. It's like, <laughs> it's like okay, so I had, a, I had a semi here and a car here, and I'm in the middle lane on 77. And it was like, okay, I don't want to hit that car. I don't want to hit that car. I don't want to hit that car. Whereas before, it would be really close to one side and then almost be like, ah, I don't want to die. You know? So it's, it's yeah. uh, I think it's, it's factoring in all of its surroundings better than it did before. And yeah, I just, it made me want to buy more Tesla shares drive, like having that car drive me home from Ho- Cleveland Hopkins to Canton. Yeah. Like, did it's, you, it's gone from, did like, you like the lane changes? Oh God, I've been doing it all the time. It's been great. Uh, oh, He's converted completely now. I love this. You <laughs> know, Tony, I'm still afraid. You're like the longest term owner that I know, and you, you're like the latest to use it. Now you're saying you love it. That's a. That's I a waited. I waited until we had more thank you windows for notifying me about something you didn't. Um, yeah, no, I know. I, I didn't trust it, and I and I yeah. honestly, it, it's gotten so much better since I started messing around with it. I do feel nervous though, because I'm like. You're going 65 miles an hour, and you're trusting a robot to drive you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still to me almost more nerve wracking than driving it myself. Yeah, there's like an element of anxiety that comes on me every time I use autopilot. But I'm starting yeah. to harness it. I'm starting to be like, you know what? No, this car can be trusted. You know, and I'm starting to trust it more. Uh, but it's great. It, you know, and like. It, it was like rush hour. I know rush hour in Northeast Ohio is like a joke, but something like adaptive cruise control and autopilot is awesome. It is awesome in that because it, it just makes so much more of your drive less stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, it's. Were I, you in Mad Max mode or regular? Or... Regular. <laughs> what the hell's Mad Mad Max? I didn't mode? even know about Mad Max mode. Well, what the hell is Mad Max mode? <laughs> It's a little more aggressive on the passing. Uh, it'll pass uh, more cars oh, based no. on their speed. No, I was just doing it, regular. And I'm I'm super boring. Like I drive at the speed limit in autopilot. So people yeah. get mad and pass me because everyone speeds here. Everyone speeds everywhere. Uh but yeah, I try not to break the law when I'm using autopilot. Uh but yeah, it's 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 great. I, I, I'm raving about 40.2.1. It's awesome. Like the two biggest things to me are the Fozzy Bear handling and then the way it handles uh, on-ramps and off-ramps. It's just materially yeah. better. And those are like two huge upgrades. <laughs> Did it rain or snow since you got the update? Yeah. How are the windshield wipers? Great. Well, I just, you know, I had just uh, gotten new ones when I was in. Uh, no, I mean, like, because the, they you put in a new neural net for the wipers. It's, I don't know. It's the same. 
It's been it's Ohio. It's raining all the time here. It's snowing a lot. Yeah, uh, cross country trips. I only had an issue with the timing once with the wind chill airport, So I don't. I know a lot of well, people. What's cool now is it it's training every time someone adjusts it. It'll send that data to the. Oh, so trained. it's kind of applying the same uh, philosophy that autopilot is. Yeah, exactly. The same. Yeah, they it's said it's based on what moisture is seen on the windshield and what the driving condition speed. Yeah, they said it's yeah. like trained on over a million images now, and anytime anyone adjusts it, like it wasn't perfect, they'll mm-hmm. send that some photos or whatever video plus the new setting to Tesla to be added to the data set. Interesting. So I imagine it should get quite good over time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so far this I'm I'm really digging the Fozzie Bear update. That's what I'm calling it. It's that's cool. It I and like yeah, that name. And it's like, it's just crazy how your car gets better over time. Oh yeah, that's not it's awesome. That's just not All every case. other car is like ultra obsolete because they can't do that. It's bizarre. Oh, there's a bit of news that we did not talk about that's important. Mm-hmm. The premium data package. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't aware, no one ever told me as a long-range 3 owner that the data plan was a limited option on my car. Yeah. And I looked back through the PDF, mm-hmm. the sales slips and all that, and like it's not listed anywhere. So when did they decide that? Because I I never saw it. Back when my dad ordered his car, they were saying you have to order by, I think, the end of July to be grandfathered into making it free. So I'm going to be just like the Long Range 3 in general, single motor. I'm going to be right on the cusp of getting it forever or not. You probably wouldn't, because that's when my dad ordered. It was back in July of... uh, 2018 I think or June yeah so that's a drag so I'm wondering I think it's just a traffic feature and maybe streaming music I'm gonna lose that's still a drag this is the first time features have been taken from me so I don't like it it had been free for years and they had been claiming for years that they would charge for it well actually my cousin when he was first working at Tesla one of the first things he was assigned to do was figure out how much they should charge for the internet in the car. And I said, make it like Kindle, make it free. <laughs> and I don't know if that had any impact on it, but they kept it free forever, like up until now. Yeah. But I bring it, remember guys, I said when they had Netflix on there, they might try to charge for it. And you guys are like, no, they'll never do that. I, yeah. I wasn't, I just, um, I don't know. You were right. They're not going to charge me. No, no, you're uh, it's just those Model Threes. I will well, your S. I don't know about your X because your your X was purchased. Oh, it later. was after. Yeah, damn. So you might have to pay 120 bucks a year on your X, but not your S. That's fine. Reverse Tesla dividend. <laughs> I will pay my reverse Tesla dividend. <laughs> I'll never pay it. Why not? I don't know. I don't. I don't like how it happened. Do you want to tether your phone to your car? Then will you that work? That. It gets uh, You could phone. do that. I think for some of the it, uh, they actually released some kind of chart. Some of the features will work while tethering. I mean, the only thing that I would care about, Tony, is uh, traffic data. 
is map maps are still going to work so traffic yeah traffic is the only piece that it says like there's an a fancy advanced traffic or something advanced traffic will no longer be part of the that was the only feature when I read the, through the list of all the details, it was like, oh, am I really going to lose if there's heavy traffic on a route? Is it really not going to reroute me? Yeah, no, here, here's the, uh, the Q&A. I found it. Will, will cars with standard connectivity still receive over-the-air software updates? Yes, all cars will see, receive updates. Uh, will standard connectivity affect in-car maps and routing? No. What music and media are playable with standard connectivity? Nothing. Uh, this will not affect autopilot. Yeah, see, I don't think it's going to affect me other than losing slacker audio. You might, do you oh, lose karaoke. Um, satellite view? Um, no. Okay, so yeah, you can tether to access those features you're losing, Tony, but probably not the traffic data. I was if you scroll up, I think it was saying what cars the premium package payment applies to. Good. Yeah, ordered on or after July. Yeah. Uh, 1st. July first. Yeah, I'm July twenty nineteen though. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's why I convinced my dad to order the car because I knew this would happen at some point. It was like you got to order it before then. Yeah, it's going to be tethering, so that's a drag, but whatever. Damn it, Tony! Just pay the hundred twenty dollars. Never. It's less than a third of a share of Tesla. I won't do it. <sighs> Someday you will come along to the reverse Tesla shareholder. I had forgotten actually that you guys got me into Tesla at $26 a share. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, we're pretty great. Low-key, one of the best investments uh, ever. Why didn't you guys have me buy like a million shares? Because you didn't have $26 million. <laughs> Good point. And we had you yeah. diversified, man. You, we had I know, you. I know, I know. We had you in great companies. Well, good job. Great prices. Good job. Great, great brands. Great prices. Great brands. Great prices. Companies with moats. Secular growth. We caught. You guys are wearing the hoodies right now. Yeah. All I need is my Nintendo. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Here's. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's Tony's hoodie, there's my hoodie, and there's the Nintendo Switch Pro uh, Pro Controller. That. This D-pad kind of sucks, though. Not a fan. It's uh, fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. Did you install Tetris 99 at least, or Nintendo Switch Online? Dude, it's twenty dollars a year. And I play Fortnite. Tw- oh my god, twenty dollars <laughs> a year. You get Nintendo Switch Online. You get the NES app. Which has all of your favorite NES games. I know. I have to do it at some point. I'll do it. And get Super Mario Maker while you're at it. It's game of the year. Super Mario Maker. Did you guys uh, sell any more cars? I have not. No, but I do have to bring up. All right. I have two separate. um, One one buddy in town here that I reconnected with that he bought. uh, He and his wife bought a long range Model 3. So I know another long range Model 3 owner now in the Cincinnati area. That's exciting to me. he has a YouTube channel called Smart Van Life where he is experimenting with social media and posting updates on the camper van that he bought. And he also posts stuff about the Model 3. But he's a little bit negative. He's a little bit riding the Tesla popularity wave by saying negative things about Tesla. So we, we might have to have a little talk because he's definitely a FUD creator. Dope. A creator of FUD? 
he is a FUD creator. At this point, I, I will, I'm very confident in calling him a FUD creator. Yikes. Because while he did have problems with the car, I also gave him the tools to fix said problems, and he continues to post negative videos about Tesla. Dope. Which I don't like. No, sir. Yeah. That's that's to hear. My, our other buddy, our first referral, my buddy Keith, he had major range problems on his first long trip with the short or with the standard range plus model three that he has. Yeah. But there were also 30 to 40 mile per hour headwinds and the oh. temperatures were freezing when he drove to Iowa and back. So he had to make like two extra stops on the way. Yeah. It was like, what is the deal with the range? It said I should get 260. I only got 150. Like this is totally not acceptable. So he installed the Tesla stats app and he's been like monitoring it and texting me information about like what's going on with the car. But it seems normal based on the temperatures and the wind. The wind, yeah. Trip. Like the, the wind, wind would be big. Like or if he was speeding. Uphill, uphill speed at which you're going. And then exactly. also wind. It, like just, it seemed way more severe than it should have been. But when you're in a standard range plus and it's 260s, the high end like yeah yeah it's a drag but you guys want to make it 150 miles on one of the legs of the trip charging to 80 percent. i was like i don't know what to tell you that sounds terrible he charged it to 80 percent. yeah he said so he didn't actually lose that much percent i've heard of people losing more than that here you go you guys want to look at the stock chart Oh, yeah. Stepping up. Step, step, step. Okay, let's... Wait, I want to finish talking about... Yeah, no. I want to finish good. talking about... Because you said at 250 and he only charged to 80, so he really only had 200 miles of range. All right. Yeah, he only made it 150 miles on one. Yeah, I know, but at 80%, it would be max 200. Yeah, it also so matters lost... where the chargers are. The car's going to tell you what's what's best for you on your trip. Yeah, yeah. Like most, what's most reasonable to keep you from being stranded anywhere? So, but know. it sounds like he lost twenty five percent, which is I've heard of people losing much more than that. You know, forty percent because so, of temperature, because of some other factor. Temperature, the temperature and wind. Yeah, headwind definitely affects you, and temperature definitely affects you. I would say that like last year. Uh, you know, it got really cold in January and February here. It was like in the negative Fahrenheit degrees. So it was like negative eight. I was definitely losing range materially sub zero, but that's to be expected. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't like I couldn't go anywhere. You know? Right. It's like, like, it, like it makes, it's an inconvenience, but it doesn't impact you so badly. You're like, I'm not driving the car. Right? I, I could still go to Cleveland and back on a charge. You know what I mean? It's like, that's to me. Yeah, they're kind of the when they take long trips. They've got two kids, so when they take long trips, they don't want to stop. So it was that's like fair. inconvenient because mm. it was like, hey, this fun new car <coughs> for one quarter of the cost, but we had to stop for an extra two hours. That's not a great storyline. No, no. <laughs> when getting there is the most important thing to you. So mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be taking it on long trips. Because uh, of the horrible winds and cold temperatures. Well, maybe when the weather picks up, it should be better for them. But I don't know. Yeah, and just charge it to 
I that know. Too. We, we have discussed all these things. It's just kind of a drag. That I wanted to hear that drag of an experience. Okay, well, check out this chart. This is the yearly chart of Tesla, right? So I want to point out a phenomenon that happened in 2016 and 17 that I think is set up to happen again. Okay? Uh, and you see 17 was a pretty good year. You know, we got to 389 before reversing back down uh, to 311 for the year. This year, or sorry, last year, uh, 2018, Tesla traded inside of that range. You see this blue bar down here indicates that. So that's an equilibrium attempting to be reached, right? The reason I bring this up, Tesla earlier this year, you'll remember when I pointed this out, it broke below 244.59 right here. And that's when you can go look at it on a monthly chart or a daily chart. That's when things got really ugly. The stock dropped all the way down to 176 proved to be an awesome buying opportunity. Uh, it closed back within this range. So what this is set up for is called a reversal strategy to the upside. A breakout above the high of 2019 is what we're looking for in 2020. So the high of this year is 365.21. Granted, it could go all the way up to 387 and 45 cents before this pattern would not become valid. Uh, if it breaks out above that, then you have a rev strat year that happened in 2019. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm not trying to predict anything there. I'm just coming up with some levels to pay attention to. So this is the rev strat. These three bars, right? You had the bar, you had the inside, you had the break of equilibrium back inside. So here's an example of that happening. And uh, this was 14, 15, 16. Uh, 15 traded inside of 14. We had a rev strat back into it and then a breakout above this high of the year. So the levels to watch right now, what I'm, what I would say is that unless it breaks above this high, which is 387.46, which I doubt will happen before the end of the year, watch the high of 2019 as your level for a buy signal. The reason I'm pointing this out at the end of the year is this is a yearly chart. So if this pattern does play out, it would be a, a buy single signal for the entire year of 2020. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that you could have another massive run. Like this stock went from 269 to 389 in a year, in less than a year. So you're talking, I'm not saying you're going to have a similar move, but you could have a hundred dollars come to the stock. You could have a $500 stock or a $450 stock by the end of next year. I think that could happen pretty easily with all the good things coming for coming out for Tesla in the next year. Mm -hmm. So I think that's... Q4 earnings should be ridiculous. Model Y. Yeah, so that's... I that's Model 3. That's, that, that's the annual chart. That's really the one where I do see a potential signal. Uh, you can see it's been rough for years. Uh, and I would say that a company that used to yeah, that had patterns like this that used to trade in a range for a year and a half uh, was Apple, and there would be a lot of there'd be a lot of distribution of shares during this time period. You had shorts <laughs> saying that it was the end of the world. Yeah. Um, I think this is consolidation. You know, you you've had two. Uh, it'll be almost three years of not being able to break out to a new all-time high in Tesla. Uh, and that's, this is happening at a time where the stock market 
is at an all-time high. You know, look at the Qs, all-time high. You know what I mean? So it's like you have Tesla sitting here, not at an all-time high, NASDAQ at an all-time high, S&P at an all-time high. I just feel like there's some catch-up that's going to happen. Also, you have all the shorts who are caught with their pants down in the stock right now. That'll lead to some more pressure to the upside. Uh, but yeah, on the on the chart, the thing that I'm paying most attention to is the yearly. Uh, we're also ending a another signal. We had a, this is interesting. So you had an inside month and up. So that's a pretty easy buy signal. Above 266.07, this whole quarter, it's been a buy signal. Uh, so that that actionable signal ends at the end of this month because the quarter ends. So that's why I'm looking at the yearly. Uh, this is a good time of year just on in general on stock charts to look at the year. Uh, but yeah, you have this look at the S&P 500 for the year and you look at Tesla for the year. You look at NASDAQ for the year and you look at Tesla for the year. My argument is that there's some catch up that could be played from a performance standpoint. And you also have institutional investors that still don't understand what the hell Tesla is. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that leads to some. And that's still most of them, right? That's like 80% of them don't, don't know. I agree. Like I don't, it's I don't like one or two. It's like, if you look at the performance metrics for any, for Ameritrade, for Scott trade or for Ameritrade, for fidelity, for any of them, like the overall sentiment is still like super bearish. Or if you go individual brokerage houses and you start reading reports, Morgan Stanley, Morgan Stanley used to be the hammer on the stock that Adam Jonas used to know what the hell he was talking about. And I think he lost his religion at one point. Uh, Yeah. I don't think there's arc invest is like the most optimistic people on the planet. Um, But I really appreciate the work they do. Uh, Ross Gerber is probably the best investor voice when it comes to the stock uh, publicly uh gene munster uh over yeah. at loop loop ventures he's been he's been on point uh but yeah for the most part wall street does not understand the stock still uh they still view it as a auto company uh which i think is the number one problem with trying to value the company you can't value it as an auto company and uh yeah, it's. I, I just think there's an opportunity there. So yeah, above right now the high of the year is three sixty five twenty one per share, but it could go higher. You know, we have what uh, was it like two weeks left in the year? Yeah. So, and it, it seems like the stock market's going higher right now. Um, I just have to. You know, this is a little bit of a tangent. You have to wonder. Um, just look at that. <laughs> Is the market going parabolic? Yeah. And does that last forever? <laughs> well, we're probably all going to be dead by like 2070 or whatever, right? I mean, not like we, us three. I mean, like <laughs> everybody. Okay, but... Uh, I don't know how that affects the stock market. Maybe it'll keep going up. Maybe the AI will just it'll keep buying. <laughs> the computerized Goldman Sachs like trading. Yeah, it'll happen. just keep trading. Uh, high-frequency trading will still be going on. Everyone's dead. 
there's no there's no negative fighting. news on Twitter to <laughs> initiate cells. So. so it's just like the market just keeps going <laughs> higher, but there's no one there to profit. Off keeps typing in the lost countdown clock code. It'll I, just I don't want to sound like a doomsayer, but I don't. I only have two good stock picks right now, and you guys, you, you know me. I'm insufferable when I think a stock is a buy. I won't okay. shut up about it. But right now, I don't have a whole lot to say. So I think that speaks to where we're at. Like, it's undeniable. When you go from 09 and the market's at 666, and now you're at 3,170, I don't know how much more upside's left. That doesn't change, like, and I know that, like, that may sound like, oh, well, then he's bearish at Tesla. That's not the case. I believe in secular growth. I think that Tesla is a very unique story. It's not part of the S&P 500. It's not part of the Dow Jones like Apple. Uh, So I don't think it's going to have that same pressure on it. But when things do get scary in the stock market, Tesla will get beat up with everything else because it's a high multiple stock and it's a high flyer. So it's, it's going to be one of those stocks that that's when you buy it, you know, when they're selling it because of something stupid happening on a broader market, that's when you buy Tesla. Um, Not here today, but maybe, you know, Tony, we have that conversation after earnings. Yeah. Or sorry, after the Cybertruck reveal. And it was like, I told you, I was like, it's probably a buy right now. It could be a buy tomorrow. It was probably a buy yesterday. I still feel that way. Uh, And I'm up on my shares. I'm very happy about that. But I, I, uh, I don't know. I I think that's the one. Did you get more? No, I have not bought more shares of Tesla yet. I don't, I think Tony might've picked up some more. I did. I bought more. Nice. Um, But no, I, I've been just sitting on the shares that I bought at around two thirty, and uh, I'm happy with that. You know, because I got out, I got out during the first quarter of this year when I saw that they needed to raise money. I got back in after they raised money, because uh, I just I knew that I knew the narrative. I wish I bought more. You know, below two hundred. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, that 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 was the last gasp. For Tesla Q, I think. I don't think there's going to be that kind of panic. I don't think there's going to be that kind of panic that's company specific at Tesla. I think there might be broader macroeconomic stuff that will lead to a Tesla sell-off, and then you'll see Tesla Q pile on. But I don't think that, you know, like, look at, you can pull up a chart of Apple uh, during the last recession, right? And that would be a good example. Like nothing changed at Apple, right? Apple was still making iPhones in 2008, but you had a stock, you know, the stock went from, this is split adjusted, 1170 to 29 in a year. And then the next year it went from 29 to 1131. It literally round tripped in a year, all of the positive gains from iPhone. But now look where it is. You know what I'm saying? So maybe next year Tesla does have a rough year because of the broader market. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, I do think that there might be a gap in positive news before now and when the Model uh, Y ships, but that will be mitigated by the China ramp. There should be also battery investor day unless they Uh delay it again. But yeah, I I think even Elon said that was our last product announcement for a while uh, with the Cybertruck. Yeah. Uh, So I just, I think that you have to be patient with this investment. This is not an investment that necessarily will make you money next year. I did give you the levels at which it could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is like a 10 year story. So it's like, 
whenever there is that fear, whenever they're selling, I don't know, Brexit, you know, they're selling Tesla on Brexit, you buy Tesla, you know? Um, and I think they're going to be okay with this, uh, the Made in China initiative. He kind of headed off everything at the past with moving to China as this terror, as the trade war was going on. Yeah. But yeah, that's all for me. I just wanted to give a little, a little technical analysis. Uh, but yeah, there's not a whole lot on the short-term trades to pay attention to. It's just that annual, that, that yearly chart. So that's Ooh. it. You guys done? You over it? I'm pretty done. Okay. Um, I guess we'll do our usual wrap up. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Shack News, at Long Elon, at Tesla Fudge. Uh, Sarah mans the Instagram account at Tesla Fudge. Adam and I don't care about Instagram really. It's for butts. Uh, <laughs> You know, I love those people like, I'm quitting Facebook. And then they like, post about it on Instagram. That's my favorite. Uh, yeah. I posted so, about it on Twitter. About quitting Facebook on Twitter? <laughs> you didn't quit Facebook. You post there every day. I know I didn't. I, I did the hashtag delete Facebook, though. That's, that's but then true. you didn't delete it? Oh, you're the worst kind of interneter. Mm-hmm. That's just lies. I am. Truth and hashtags, man. Come on. Uh, so yeah, you can go to shacknews.com. This this uh, podcast will be available on our YouTube channel, youtubecom games which is really the best way to uh, take in this podcast. And then we're also uh, available as an audio podcast at your podcast facilities. Uh, I don't know, well, it's Apple Podcasts now. They got rid of iTunes. Yeah, that was stupid. Uh, yeah, way to thumb your nose at the one product that saved your company, you guys. Uh, I know iTunes didn't, but iPod. Uh, and yeah, what else do we have? Yeah, the the, the podcast is going to go up at 5 on Monday. And awesome. we recorded this on Sunday in the morning for some god-awful reason. Because I'm, I'm not sleep-deprived enough. And anything else? Do we have anything else? Oh, yeah, if you made it this far, this isn't a contest, but if you made it this far into the podcast, I just like to throw Easter eggs here. Uh, tweet. What's a good word to tweet at me? You guys have a word for the week? Baby Yoda. Farfanugan. Oh, That's Volkswagen term, though. Yeah, I don't like either of those. Huh. <laughs> tweet take hand. Tweet green tea at me. Yeah, green tea. Just green space tea. Tweet at Technosucks the words green tea and I will retweet it and I will reply with a gif and that's it. There's no giveaway this week. <laughs> right? Oh, that was almost like a giveaway. It's almost it's like good. a giveaway. It's a gift giveaway. It's a gift of social media reach because mm-hmm. I have more followers than you. That makes me more valuable. Right, Jack? I don't know who you're talking to. Jack Dorsey, CEO <laughs> of Twitter. He watches. Long time fan. <laughs> And Elon watches because he's like, I wonder what I'm up to today. Only nine to five, though. Yeah. (laughs) 5 p.m. rolls around. It's like Fred Flintstone. He just leaves the Tesla factory. Lights down the dinosaur back. (laughs) To the video game awards. Yeah, he was at the game awards being a good boyfriend. Like, come on. Can we can we at least I I know we I know Rami made fun of him and everything with that tweet, but 
can we at least give him credit for being a supportive boyfriend? Yeah. Like, look at this. Here, just, we're going to end on this meme. Just look at this. Like, he's the only one. Like, she just she just rocked. And he's like, should I should I stand? Like, I, I think we should stand, right? It was too. It was too avant-garde for the crowd. The performance. Yeah. But no, she's Grimes is great. She's been uh she's been doing very well for herself. And yeah, Elon, he he's like, Yeah, uh, we're gonna stand up. Just he's so full of cringy moments lately. I love it. <laughs> he's just the most memeable CEO Living of up the to year. Living I, think, up to I think we'll give him that award. Most memeable CEO. because uh, yeah, he's really been full of memes. But yeah. Shout out to everyone who's uh, been listening to this podcast this year. I think this is our last episode of the year, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's fair. Holidays. Happy eight, holidays. Eight episodes and one audio episode that was okay. It was our first, so it's special. What about our live stream? We did a live oh, stream. Oh, and then that live that stream. Live stream. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, uh, could have so, been a part of that. Well, maybe if Japan would let you watch Tesla streams at work and react to them. Can you be like, hey, I'm going to cancel class today because there's a Tesla presentation. Yeah, don't you have fast internet? Can't you make that happen? Or what if you turned it into class? Nobody knows what Tesla is over here. (laughs) Tony's laptop died, so that's the end of the episode. That means it's the end. (laughs) Tony's Tony's laptop battery can only last as long as one episode of this podcast. Clearly, he doesn't have Tesla fuel or Tesla lithium ion in that that laptop. I think it's like a 2014 MacBook Pro. But uh, that's all. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. Have a good rest of your year, and uh, head over to Shack News. To check out the Shaq News Awards, uh, there's gonna be a lot of games being honored, like Super Mario Maker 2 and Super Mario Woo-hoo. Maker 2.